It adds meaning. That's why we want to have these kind of meetings. Brother Tim, thank you so much. It's been wonderful this whole time. You come and give us something else from the Word, brother. Man, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I had my dad do that to me one time. Uh, I was preaching with my dad, and, and I had uh, I preached a message. I remember the message. It was Jesus wept, and I, it just people got stirred, and the altar was full, and and uh, it was that which is unusual. And uh, he gets up and he says, "Man, I I I don't know what else to say." Take your Bible, turn to Psalm 119, and he preached for an hour and a half. So clearly he had more to say, and he figured it out really quickly, all right? And if you ever met my dad, um, the Dobbins and I were talking that you don't meet him, you experience him. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's 76, and he's got more energy than this room, and uh, he's been preaching for uh, since 1981 and pastoring, and uh, he was led to the Lord by a Gideon, and uh, whatever, I, I don't have time to tell that, but it's an amazing, amazing, amazing story, and how the Lord uh, saved him, and then here we are, we're all saved, and praise the Lord for that, our family is, and we thank God for that. If you have a Bible, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, while you're turning there, let me say thank you. It's been really, really fun, amazing, good uh, to be here. I think that um, whenever I say that, it's good, good to be here. I always think about Peter up on that Mount of Transfiguration. He says, Lord, it's good for us to be here. It's, it's true, it is good for us to be here, but the most important, I, I really believe this. I think the Lord met with us this last couple of days. Uh, I think he's helped, I know he's helped me, and I, I hope that um, the preaching has been a blessing, I hope that the fellowship, the fair was great yesterday, the food, everything's been real good, and um, so, so that today we'll just kind of wrap up some thoughts, Second uh, Corinthians 8, 9, and 10 are three chapters that I see as being, and, and, and others do as well, but I see as being uh, encouragements, uh, admonitions, uh, perhaps a reproof or rebuke uh, to give to get the gospel to the regions beyond. And in fact, if you, if you look there at chapter number, we're, we're in 8, so it shouldn't be too far away, uh, verse 16 of chapter 10, he says to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. So, so we, we're getting beyond our borders. We don't want to look past our neighbor. But we're going beyond that. And so we're, we're, we're going to Malawi, and, which isn't too far away. And, you know, we're going to Eastern Europe. And we're going to Colombia. And we're going, we're getting the gospel to the regions beyond. And most of you will never go there physically with your body but by giving you have a part in getting that gospel to the regions beyond so that both that he that soweth and he that reapeth we rejoice together that's part of the process and uh, second corinthians chapter number eight paul is commending um the knowledge uh, of the churches of Macedonia, uh, the, the chief city of that area of Macedonia uh, would, be, would be Philippi. That was one of the churches. So when you read Philippians, that's the ch church he's talking about. Thessalonica would be in that region, Macedonia. So when you read Thessalonians, first and second, that's the churches of Macedonia that he's speaking of. And he's trying to tell you how that, when things were tough, and, and things were good as well at times, but when things were tough, uh, they, they still gave of their selves first, and then of their stuff, uh, so that they could get the region, gospel to the regions beyond. He's commending that. And then he says down there in verse number 9, I, I'm not going to read all that because I, I want to get to verse number 9, and, and I want to get us out of here before midnight, and... Uh, 
The Bible says here, for ye know, consider the grace of God. Okay, so Paul had visited these cities, and we don't have all that he told them. We have a little, again, snippets, books, but that certainly isn't all. And one of the things he taught them about was the grace of Jesus Christ. Okay? So then now he's saying to them, ye know. You know. And not only do they know it because of their, their teaching, Paul's now speaking to the Corinthian, but then their experience, and then the visual illustration of the Apostle Paul and his company who are displaying this. And you know, one thing about 2 Corinthians that is so awesome is that they made it through 1 Corinthians. And if you, if you don't know what I'm saying, 1 Corinthians was quite a rebuke. And a lot of churches would have just folded. Man, if, we, if that's how it's going to be all the time, can we ever please anyone? Well, not in the flesh. But let's get in the Spirit. Let's yield to the Spirit. And so 2 Corinthians is such a blessed book because, hey, they made it through 1 Corinthians, and now they're on the winning side. They're, they're being triumphant in things, and yet there's always room for improvement. And so he says, verse 9, and I want us to consider this thought this morning of the grace of Jesus Christ. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and yet he's going to break it down and magnify Christ a little bit and, and speak about him just, just very quickly. But he says here that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Just, I'm going to read that last statement again. That, that just, just, let's just read the verse because it's not that long. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he was rich, yet for your sakes, you, you're one of the your, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that ye, you're one of the ye's, that ye, through his poverty, might be rich. The grace of Jesus Christ is that he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. Let's pray. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you again that we can assemble this morning. And just the, the singing... Lord, it really has been tremendous. All, all, all those specials, the, 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 the congregational singing. Lord, it's been really, really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you again for this, this church, the Bible Baptist Church of Potch. Thank you. And I pray, God, that you would speak this morning. I pray that you'd help me to be a vessel meet for your use. I've tried, to, uh, I've tried to be clean. I've tried to confess. I've tried to make myself as ready as possible, Lord. I pray, pray that you'd pour out a blessing through these lips and this life. And I pray that you'd help me to speak the truth in love. May it be received and then responded to in a way that would be pleasing to you. And... Uh, Thank you for the grace of Jesus Christ. And I just pray today you just help me to you know, expound on that, glorify you, magnify you a bit, a bit more today. And Lord, I, I would pray if someone here that is not saved, they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Oh, oh today they would see how great you are. They trust you as personal Savior and then, and then live for you all the days of their life. And I pray this all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, believing. Amen. By the way, I don't know what that last song is. I mean, I know the tune, but it sounds really, really good. All right? And you guys did a great job on that. I mean, Friday night and then this, this morning, yeah, that was really good. I, you saw me back there maybe videoing a little bit. You know, we're not going to sing that song in that language because we wouldn't know what we're saying. No tongues in the church, right? But um, it was really good.
That encouraged me. That really encouraged me. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's our subject. And things uh, uh, to become a very successful business person, perhaps very wealthy, we would say they are a rags to riches story. Right? The rags to riches story. And yet the story of Jesus Christ, as are so many stories, is a paradigm shift in our thinking. Because Jesus Christ's story for us, for our sakes, is a riches to rags story. And the Bible says about him that his life was one that was of humility. It, it, it was something that just continually went down, 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 down. All the way to the lowest parts of the earth one day. Before it went up, 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 so that you can go up, up, up and be with him forever. And so Jesus Christ, the Bible says here, he was rich. Now, we, we understand today or should understand that today Jesus Christ is alive. He, he's not dead. He, he did die and he was buried. But on the third day, according to the scriptures, he rose again. And, and then after that, after some days, he ascended up to heaven where he sits today, right now, at the right hand of the throne of God the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. Like, isn't it awesome when someone says to you, I'm praying for you? I, I think it's great. I don't take that for granted. But I love reading in the Bible that Jesus prays for me. And we know that whatever he asks of the Father, boy, it's answered. So Jesus is alive. And by the way, I just always, always want to remind you this. I haven't yet, and I feel bad that I didn't. He's coming again. Jesus is coming again for his saints. He's going to come out. And, and we who are saved are going to be caught up together to be with the Lord, listen, forever. And where he goes, we go. Yeah, for his saints. He's coming back for us. If you're not saved, you will be left behind. And it won't be good. It won't be good in South Africa, and it won't be good in Malawi, and it won't be good in Colombia, and it won't be good in the United States of America. It won't be good anywhere. But you don't have to be left behind. You, you can receive his grace today. You, you can receive his riches today. Jesus Christ was rich. I would say, first of all, this morning that he was rich in wonder. He was rich in he was rich in wonder. Uh, we, we sing a song, the ancient of days pavilioned in splendor. He was manifest in the flesh and he dwelt among men with no form, nor comeliness, nor beauty. But the Bible says about Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. God was, God was arrayed in glory, but through grace became despised and rejected of men for our sakes. He was rich. Rich, rich in Rich in wonder. And yet, yet he became poor for our sakes, despised and rejected of men. Isaiah 53 reads, He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised. And we read this verse the other day. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. It was a raid in wonder. He was, he was uh, rich in, uh, in worth. He was rich in worth. Uh, pe people today, they, they want to know what people's net worth is. Maybe you don't, but enough people that there's a publication, at least in the United States, it's called Forbes. 
And they publish a magazine every year, and you have the Fortune 500 companies, but then they'll also publish the you know, most 500 most richest men or richest women in, in the world. And, and what, is their, what is their net worth? And, uh, you know, some of it's quite foolish, isn't it? <laughs> I was with my uh, boss the other day, and, and uh, he was at a meeting. And uh, I, I told the church the other day, I, work, I, have a, I have a second job. I just work part-time. And he was at a meeting uh, in Miami uh, doing a fundraiser. And he, he just was talking about who was there and the company. And he said there were at least 46 billionaires there. And then this is what he said, not little billionaires. And I thought to myself, what's a, what's a little billionaire? Uh, yeah, I only have a billion dollars. <laughs> but apparently that's how some people think. And net worth is a big thing. But the Bible says of Jesus, he was rich. What, 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 what do you suppose Jesus' net worth is? The Bible says in Deuteronomy 10 and verse 14, Behold the heaven... And the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. Psalm 50 verse 10, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. And so God, God the word Learned about that in Bible Institute on Wednesday night. God the Word, God the Word was rich with untold wealth. And, and he left it all. And he became so poor that he had no place to lay his head. You, you think about Christ's beginning. You know, the, the Bible says he, he, he became poor. And born to a carpenter uh, and his espoused wife and laid in a manger. Now people have all sorts of ideas what that looks like and what it is, but I'll tell you what it is, it's not much. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't where the kings were laid. He had no place to lay his head. W women ministered unto him with their substance. And uh, the foxes had holes and the birds of the air had nests, but the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. So why would he do that? Grace. He'd do that for grace. And he, he was rich in wonder. He, he was rich in worth. He was rich in worship. Uh, look over to Revelation chapter 4. The, the, the Bible indicates more than once that eternal homage and adoration and praise and worship are going on right now before the throne of God's glory and has been going on eternally. Uh, you're in Revelation 4, but Isaiah said, In the king, you're the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sit, sitting upon his throne. And he talks about that voice that they had and how they cried one to another, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. We sang that in the Sunday school hour this morning. And... We see here in Revelation chapter number 4, uh, another glimpse of that in verse number 8, and the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not a day and night, saying, holy, holy, holy. I, no, I, that's one of my favorite songs. I, I, I told Brother Mike that, yeah, he asked, and I said, what's one, of, what's one of your favorite songs? Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. I don't know what the heavenly song sounds like, but I know we'll learn it quickly. 
And in the meantime, we have our tune down here. Well, I hope one day they just in harmony match up. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't know what we'll do. Death is something we haven't figured out how to do real well yet, but when we die, we be with the Lord and just immediately in His presence. Probably get a little glimpse of Him and then just right to His feet. Join that heavenly chorus. And what I'm saying is that He was rich and worship. Verse number 9, when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to Him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before Him that sat on the throne and worship Him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. He, he, he was rich in worship. What are, we, what are we talking about? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he was rich, rich in wonder, rich in worth, rich in worship. That, that, that eternal chorus is going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever, but, but you know what? It has been going on forever and ever and ever and ever. Sometimes for me, I mean, all, all the times for me, all the times for me, I can kind of comprehend eternity forward. I like to think about that. But when I start thinking about that there was an eternity past, I kind of just kind of, you know, your cheeks kind of shake and just kind of like, what, 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 what are you talking about, right? I'm just like... Like I think, I think 6,000 years ago was a long time ago in the beginning, but there was something before that. And in that time... Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come, was being sung. And the statement was being made, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou, uh, thou hast created all things for Thy pleasure. They are and were created. Rich in worship. And yet for our sakes, your sakes, He became poor. And uh, he gave himself, didn't he? He was mocked and despised and uh, rejected of men. I was thinking this morning, I was reading this morning in Matthew and you know how they said he was a, a glutton and a drunkard essentially. That's who he accompanied with. Accused him of being born of fornication. Then he, then he went to the cross. The Bible says in Matthew 26, they did spit in his face, buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. I don't know about you, I get to those places in the Bible when I'm reading it, and I'm there right now. I'm in Matthew right now. So I'll be there tomorrow or the next day. And I get, I get to those, the crucifixion. And I, you know, there, there's a conflict. Like I, I know what all that accomplished. Well, I don't know all that it accomplished, but I know, I know what the Lord showed me in the Word what it accomplished. And yet at the same time, because he's my Savior, he's my friend. He's my beloved. I just, I'm like, call the legion, call the legion, call the legion! But he didn't. You know why? Grace. Your sakes. The Bible says in Mark chapter 15, verse 19, they smote him on the head with a reed and they did spit upon him, bowing their knees, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him. And they passed by and they reviled him and they wagged their heads. And all this as he came unto his own and his own received him not. 
And so the richest became poorest. The richest. The richest ever became the poorest ever. A lowly birth, a humble upbringing, a criminal's death and burial for your sakes. That ye might be rich. So how does that accomplished? The Bible says in John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. But as many as received him. So so the Son of God became the Son of Man, that the sons of men might become the sons of God. The sons of God. What you're looking at today, what you're looking at today is the Son of God. Not by works of righteousness, which I have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Saved me. Son of God. And Jesus Christ became poor through our sakes, for our sakes, that we might be rich. Uh, Saints today, saints, saints today. Saint. If you're a saint, you're saved. Sometimes we need to explain that, right? Because the, the, the Roman church has turned that upside down and apostatized it and so, so a saint doesn't mean there's a statue of me somewhere although that would be kind of neat <laughs> but that wouldn't make me a saint 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 doesn't mean there's an, an amulet of me saint saint mean, means that i've trusted jesus christ as my savior and then he has confirmed upon me the name and the position of saint. I went from sinner to saint. How did that happen? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature and old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Why? He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm a saint. Saints. You a saint? You been born again? Oh yeah, you're a saint. You know what you are? Rich. You're rich. Now I can say this very, very uh, clearly and, and emphatically in the United States that in, in the United States of America we are, we're, we're rich. We're, we're a rich nation. We're, we're a rich nation. Some have more than others. That's not, that's not a, a debate, but, but we're, we're a rich nation. And the Bible does say, to whom much has been given, you know, we, we kind of, we, we, we know this, and it's a principle, much is required. But, uh, but saints in uh, Vietnam are rich. And saints in Malawi are rich. And saints in Haiti are rich. And saints in Thailand are rich. And saints in Peru and Colombia and Israel and Hawaii, they're really rich. And uh, <laughs> Thailand and Russia and Japan and the rich saints in South Africa were rich. What do, you, what do you mean? Look at Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. We'll jump back to Second Corinthians here in a second. But look at Ephesians chapter one. And verse number 7, For you know the grace of our Lord, just quoting Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for our, your sakes He became poor, that ye through His... Boy, the word is poverty, uh, might be rich. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, In whom, the Bible says, speaking of Jesus Christ, in whom, in whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the 
riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us, toward us in all wisdom and prudence. You, know, you see that in verse 7? According to the riches of His grace, where He abounded toward us. We, we, are, we are rich. We're rich. We're rich with, Song of Solomon would say, unquenchable love. Uh, we're rich, Paul would say to the church at Rome, with unsearchable judgments. Uh, we're rich, Paul would say to the church at Philippi, with peace past finding out. We're, we're rich, Peter would say, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We're rich. Eternally, we'll be richer. Look at chapter 2 and verse 7. Ephesians 2, 7. That in the ages to come, that in the ages to come, that's not right now, but the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness through Jesus, uh, through Christ Jesus. Wow. Exceeding. In other words, uh, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. But my dad always says this, and people don't know how to take it always, but he says, cheer up, we'll all soon be dead. What do, you, what do you mean by that? I said that to my, I worked at a golf course for a while, just on maintenance, and I said that to my lost boss one time, and he just went, what are you talking about? That, that led him to the Lord. Now he knows. What do you mean? We, we, we see that exceeding riches in the ages to come, when we're with him forever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. What, what am I saying? I'm saying that we are rich, unquenchable love and unsearchable judgments, a peace past finding out, joy unspeakable, so much more. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Go back here. What, what, what could I do about it? Well, Paul says, you can show some thanks. You can show some thanks. Brother, Brother Mike and I, we stopped at some soccer field Friday and he was handing out tracks and this, this young boy got one and then he got one for his buddies and we're leaving and he, he runs around the corner and, and Mike said well I think he wants some more and he says thank you we, we, were, we were just kind of both like why? well because most people are un unthankful Like they can't even remember the last time they gave thanks. And the Bible says here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, look at verse number 15. This is, this, he's wrapping up this thought of missions here. Giving to missions. And he says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift gift. See, God has given much. He accomplished it by leaving the riches of wonder, of worship, of worth, and coming down to this earth and subjecting Himself to poverty in so many ways. Degradation, ridicule, ultimately the crucifixion. And He did that for our sakes that we might be rich. And God gives, 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 because God is a giver. And the Bible says here, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. You know, Paul's trying to get that church at Corinth to remember and realize, hey, you have the unspeakable gift. That doesn't mean we shouldn't speak about it. That means it's going to be really, really hard to describe it entirely. And then when you think that you've accomplished all that you could say about it, it gets even gooder. I'm glad you got that. 
just better and 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 better. That doesn't mean you didn't have trials and tribulations and troubles and tests. But God just gets better and better and better and better because He's a giver. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, see, the Lord says, look, if you then being evil not to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? In other words, He says, you know what I am? I'm a good giver. In fact, He says, I'm a perfect giver. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness or turning of lights. Just, just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And so what does he expect us to do with that? Well, he says, uh, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable good gift, perfect gift. Let me, let me throw in there, let me throw in there, free gift. Free gift. All these gifts, they're free. You ever get a gift that's, that's not free? Like, okay, just, here it is. You open it up, you're excited. Oh, here, here's a gift for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You open it up, and, you open, and it says, batteries not included. <laughs> like, where's, where's my other gift? I got to run and buy batteries, and then if they run out, I got to buy more, and I got to buy more, and I got to buy more. Free gift. Free gift. So what, what's, he, what's he want from you? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And so we, we thank him. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We assemble at a meeting like this so that we can learn of that grace of God. The grace of Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. And then not just to look at the splendor of our riches and consider it, although we should look at the splendor of our riches and we should consider them. We should look at the love and we should look at the peace and we should, consi we should consider the unspeakable. We should consider, we should consider the uh, uh, prosperity that the Lord has put around us and in us. And then, and then I, should, I should give thanks. And so how, how, do I, how, do I, how do I give thanks? Okay, here, here it is. Say it. Say it. Not, I'm not making you say it right now. <laughs> Sounded like that. I sound like a dad to the kids. Say it! <laughs> say thank you. Lord, man, wow. Lord, I never have to go to hell. And I never, I never, I never, ever, 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 never, ever have to go to hell. Never. And I get to be with you forever. Thank you. Thank you. you. You should say it. We're talking about missions. You should pay it. You should pay it. What do you mean pay it? Well, the Bible says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You ought to say thank you with some cash every now and then. How, how would I do that? Well, we just pass the plates or the bags. Someday you guys will be right and get plates, but you just pass, pass the bags. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It doesn't matter. It, just want to make sure you're awake. And you, and you had an opportunity to be obedient and to be thankful. Now, I don't know how you do it here. I really don't. And, and there's, no, 
The wrong way to do it is not to do it. But, you know, at our church, you know, we give our tithes. We give them all on the same plate, same number. We have apps that we can do that and all that sort of stuff. In fact, mine's probably being taken out about right now. And uh, we give to our local church. And then we have a separate designated account that we give to missions. And that missions money never goes to the church. The church money will go to missions. But the missions money never goes to church. So when I was in Bible college in 1992, I was introduced to giving to missions. And in 1992, I began to give to missions. Paid my tithes, gave to missions. And say, so what was it for? Well, I didn't know it all right away, and I still don't know it all. But I learned real quickly, it was just, Lord, thank you. Thank you for getting me the gospel. Lord, thank you for Preston Bunnell preaching the gospel to me. Lord, I want to give this. Lord, I pray that you'd help someone else get the gospel because of this contribution. And by the grace of God, Bible Baptist Church of Potch. That's all I'm going to go. I'm just not going any further than that. Potch of Thrum. They take those monies that you give and they distribute it to Malawi and Eastern Europe. And more. As the Lord allows. And as you see the grace of God in your life and acknowledge the grace of God in your life and you say, thank you, thank you. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, he became poor. That ye, through his poverty, might be rich. The riches of salvation are available to everyone in here today. And if you've never believed on Jesus Christ, he came down, 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 down. He died on that cross for your sins. He was buried. And he went down to the lowest parts of the earth. He paid for your sins with his precious blood. But he rose victorious the third day. So that if you would call upon him today, he could hear you and give you eternal life and you could have those same riches. Peace. Love, joy, the unspeakable gift. And God won't make you give to missions. And God won't make you be a missionary. But you can be. And you could. And we can just start out by saying today, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the next time I have opportunity, I'm going to say thank you with my checkbook, my pocketbook, my cash, whatever it is that I have for your glory and for your honor. And that is how the gospel gets to the regions beyond. Let's stand. Let's have everybody head bowed and every eye closed today. Maybe you're here this morning, now, now early afternoon, and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, you, you can trust Him today. I know Pastor Mike or one of his men or the ladies would love to tell you how to be saved. Love to take a Bible, show you how. I don't know exactly how they do it around here, so I'm just going to wing it. And I'm just going to tell you again that Christ died for you. And he's buried and rose again that you might be saved and you have to call on him and he'll save you. And if you're saved, maybe today you just acknowledge that I'm rich. You can do it standing right where you're at or you come down to this 
altar. And I would encourage you to do that. The best decisions I've ever, the greatest decisions I've ever made in my life have just been down in the front of a church at an altar where I knelt and I said, Lord, here I am. It doesn't have to be long, but surrender. Lord, I'm rich. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, if you'd use me, if you'd use me, Lord, I'd be available to go to my neighbor, to go to my coworker, to go to my friend, my relative, to go to the regions beyond. Lord, we've talked about this already, and I don't think you want me to go, but Lord, help me to give. Help me to give. And give some more. And give some more than that. Help me to spend less and make more to give more to missions. Pastor Mike. We're going to take a few more moments. Take our time and let the Lord do what He needs to do in our hearts. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. How do you prove that you know it? You take the time to thank Him. That means you acknowledge what He's done. You recognize it. I've said it many times. You folks are, are great givers. I've only known you to be generous. And I say that as a church, right? I can't speak for every individual. We have a box on the back where you can put cash if you want. You want to give money to missions through the church, you can just EFT it and put missions. A lot of times if somebody gives money and we're not sure what it is, if it's not marked as a tithe, there are plenty of times we just stick that in the missions fund. We want our church to have a heartbeat for missions. And if God's dealing with you about that, please respond. But what I'd like to emphasize is that thankfulness. Because if that'll come right, then the next step, whether it's giving or going or praying, all of that will fall into place. Some have already come and taken a moment with the Lord here at the altar. And maybe that's a strange thing to you. Go ahead and try something different. Why not? Jesus got outside of his comfort zone, didn't he? I remember the first time I ever went to the altar. It was so scary. Cool. I was worried about everybody looking. You know, everybody's eyes are closed. You know that, right? But it was so sweet because I met with the Lord there. There's just something about it. When you step out, when you draw nigh, He draws nigh to you. We'll take just another minute or two. I'm not going to keep you long. But I really want to give you a chance to experience that. Would you like to come? There's plenty of space. Just come say, Lord, thank you for what you've done this weekend. Lord, thank you that I'm never going to go to hell. My goodness, everybody ought to flood down on that one. How can you not come down on that one? Lord, thank you that you have been better to me than I deserve. Lord, today I'm going to go home and eat. I didn't even have to pray for my daily food. Lord, whenever I turn my eyes to heaven... I can hear you say that I have been accepted in the beloved. That I am your child and your spirit bears witness of that. You ought to come thank God for that. There are people in Russia right now that weren't saved two years ago, but they are now. Because we had the privilege of supporting and sending somebody to that land. You ought to come and just say, God, thank you that I got to be in on that. 
We are rich. Exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think, we are rich. Some of you, two years ago, weren't saved. Some of you, three years ago, you weren't saved. You're a new creature in Christ now. That's all the motivation we need for missions. That's it. Lord, I know what you did for me, and I want you to do that for somebody else, anywhere else. If you've never been saved, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You never get saved tomorrow. You know that, right? You can't get saved tomorrow. You have to get saved on a day called today. Because if you keep putting it off, you'll never get saved. Today. We're going to close. In just a moment, I'm going to pray. We'll close the service and our missions conference for this year. If you've never been saved, right afterwards, come find me. I won't, I won't publicize it. We'll do it privately. If you've got questions, just take you aside quietly and show you from the Bible how you can know for sure that you're saved. And as the days and weeks progress, if you would like to know, Pastor, what else can I do for missions? What, what else can I do for our church? Come let me know. I'd love to have that chat. Father, what a tremendous meeting we've had. And Lord, it, it, we... We have enjoyed it, but not in that entertainment way. We have been edified. We've been helped. We've been encouraged. We've been challenged. We're asking you, Father, please don't let these things slip quickly from our minds and our hearts. Might the Holy Spirit bring these things to our remembrance again and again and again. God, how can we not today say thank you? Thank you for that unspeakable gift. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for sending your Son. Thank you, God, for the privilege of being a part of this church and being a part of missions. Lord, thank you that this is as bad as it will ever get. It's just going to get better and better and better. We look forward to eternity. Because we'll get to see you in all your glory. We'll get to realize just how worth it all of this was, all the effort. Thank you, Father. We have everything to look forward to, and it's because of your Son. And finally, Lord, if somebody here is not saved, might this be the day. Stir in their hearts, we ask. God, thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, thank you so much. What a wonderful conference we've had. I hope you get home safe. Take your time fellowshipping. And no, no uh, class tonight, so Lord willing, we'll see you at least